and welcome. This is the What If I Told You podcast, a show where we have been prepping for a zombie apocalypse since 1999, and we have the boots to prove it. We absolutely do. It's almost time. I feel like all of the zombie shows and zombie movies have been around long enough for something like this to happen. Yes, of course. So we shall see. Yeah. Um, for, well, first of all, please check out our social channels. We're on TikTok. Yep. Just what if I told you podcast. And Instagram. What if I told you pod? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to type in your handle that often. Right. So it's very hard to remember. I have no idea what my personal Instagram handle is. Yeah. Literally no idea. I don't know what mine is. I created my Instagram handle like 10 years ago. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how anyone would find me on Instagram. I don't know if they can look me up by my name or what. I think you can. Probably. Yeah. Anyways, you can email us too. Um, What if I told you podcasts at gmail.com. That's the easiest one. The easiest one. Um, Pretty much everything we have is what if I told you something or other. Yeah. Makes sense. It is Saturday morning and we're not eating breakfast, but we did get Starbucks and I'm a little salty about it because they got my drink order wrong not once but twice. And so I said, fuck it. And it's sitting in my car. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've already had coffee this morning, but I was really looking forward to my drink, and they fucked it right up. Mm. It's not hard. It's a venti sweet cream vanilla cold brew. It's on the menu. It's on the menu. Add one pump of caramel. It's pretty straightforward. Some people will get straight up wild with their Starbucks order. It seems like like a two or three screen button push order to me. Yeah, like I'm, I'm sure. Size, drink, add-on. Yeah, literally. That's literally all I asked for. Right. And then when they gave me the first drink, uh, and I was like, yo, this is wrong. They're like, oh, okay, well, you can keep it. And I yeah. was like, I don't, I don't have anywhere to put this. See, I have experienced the getting the wrong drink at Starbucks, and they just let you keep the wrong one. Understandable. It's understandable, and it's very nice. Yeah. But when you're in a car, it's like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with it? Yeah, like, I have two cup holders in the front, like most vehicles have, but I have the cup holders in the back, but my seats are down from moving. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to hold a fucking venti wrong drink in one hand while two others were my cup holders. And when I tried, I was like, can you, just, I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. Can you just throw it away? And they were like, sure. I was like, okay, thanks. God damn. Yeah. So whatever. Um, off to a great start. Everything's fine. I'm drinking water. <laughs> I got just, um... A venti iced coffee with Breve. So I haven't tried it yet because I'm still on the hot coffee yeah. situation. Um, it's probably wrong. You know what? Fuck it. Hopefully it is wrong so we can be in solidarity together. It really doesn't bother me when like a restaurant or a drive through fucks my order up. As long as they just like correct it. And I'm not rude about it. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like... I've sat in your line for 20 minutes. Yeah. 
and now I'm annoyed. Yeah. Fucking A. Understandable. I mean, for and it always happens when you're in a little bit of a hurry. Right. Like, I left my house at 930 and it is 1026 right now. Yeah. I live 15 minutes away from you. Yeah. That's how long <laughs> it took me. Yeah, it's crazy. It is stupid. Um, I'm looking at the group chat with Chip and for Chip's corner. Um, this is what he said. Um, he said, speaking of displaying someone on the mantle, I'm assuming referring to Ed Gein. No, I think he's referring to It's Always Sunny. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're right. He said, I always thought it would be cool to be cremated and compressed into two diamonds, but keep my skull and just polish that up real nice and put the two diamonds in my eye sockets. Then put me on the mantle so I can watch over my family. (laughs) It's very sweet in a very creepy way. Yep. Um, Now, here's, here's the thing. I wouldn't mind the cremated and then compressed remains into like a gem and wear it as like a pendant yeah or whatever the skull is gonna be a no for me my man (laughs) not gonna have your actual skull in my house chip i'll do whatever i can to make sure um dakota and your children live up to these wishes of yours <laughs> what's amazing is that chip's significant other's name is dakota yes, and sh- so is mine yeah <laughs> yeah i should have said that that's hilarious it is it's kind of weird oh how fortuitous once again last week was a little wild i listened to it twice and it was funny each time <laughs> <laughs> how many of you really did laugh with us in discomfort or I played the part of the episode where we were listing off the items found in Ed's house for my mom and she cracked up the whole time. Okay, I really hope that's the majority of reactions because it's just we it's, should probably check the stats after last week. We should. Yeah. We should. I just like don't look at that stuff very often because I, it just it doesn't really matter to me anymore. I do when I upload. That well, yeah. Um, but it's just because I'm on the site. Yeah. You know. I think like yeah. I, don't I think know. we're at like six point seven. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. There's been like a like a five hundred climb in the past like two weeks. That's good. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's we're we're here. We're here. Yeah, I didn't check Idaho because I didn't want to get depressed. So, <laughs> but we hope you're still listening, John, with no H. Yes. What up, John? Okay, so today obviously is week two in our spook season. Yeah. Now we didn't announce this last week for whatever fucking reason, but for the months of September and October, we're going to do. An episode that is a little more spooky centered. Right. So obviously we started with Ed Gein. Duh. Yeah, nipple belt. Nipple belts aplenty. Um, this week we're going to be carrying the spookiness through and we're going to do zombies. If you didn't already guess that from the intro. Right. So. Who doesn't love zombie stuff? I don't know. Honestly, I don't think I've ever met anyone who's like, you know what? I'm just not into zombies. You know, I have really been thinking about, and I've attempted this like twice before. 
um, re-watching The Walking Dead. I'm still, like, two seasons behind. I, like, hard stopped at Glenn's death. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. That's pretty much where I stopped, too. But I really, I really think I'm going to restart it. It's been a minute. Well, the first season itself is perfect. Mm -hmm. But the very first episode is probably the best first episode of a TV show I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's good as fuck. I wouldn't say The Walking Dead is my favorite show. Obviously, I haven't watched it in years. Right. But that first episode killed. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. Usually, you have to watch like three episodes of a show for it to real you have to like yeah you know to get into to it. get into it no no they they hit you from the jump it's good i think my favorite season of the walking dead is the prison season where they're living in the prison yeah yeah when they're living in the prison dakota hated the prison really yeah that or the farm i liked the farm a lot um I don't know. See, Dakota just gets bored, got really bored with the parts of the seasons where they were in one place, like when they had one house to live in. Like when they were finally getting on their feet. Yeah, he was not into it. He was like, I want you to be living up trees. That's how I feel about Alexandria, where they live. Yeah, yeah. Or I don't know where they're living now, but that's pretty much where I tapered off. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I, I feel that. I mean, mm-hmm. if we're if you're watching a zombie show or movie, you just want to see that constant struggle. Yeah. That's the point of it. That's the whole point. Yeah. So, uh, anyways. If any of you haven't watched The Walking Dead, I'm just curious about why. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it's just one of those shows that everyone watched. Yeah. So, I'm con- also confused why. Hmm. You wouldn't have. Yeah. Anyways, we're just going to get into it. Yeah, we're going to get into it immediately. So, you may be wondering. (laughs) (laughs) What exactly is a zombie? We are all asking this. No one knows. Um, Well, the short answer is that they're the undead. (laughs) Um, So, obviously, we're going to break it down for you and really get up in there so the technical definition is that a zombie is an undead corporeal revenant created through reanimation of a corpse that seems very scientific to me it is yes the term zombie comes from haitian folklore actually where the zombie is a reanimated corpse through the use of magic or voodoo Mm. This is very similar to the Inferi from HP, Harry Potter. We all remember Snape sneering this to Harry like the asshole that he was. Rip Allen. Love me some Alan Rickman. Respect. Most current iterations of zombies do not involve magic, though, and they are usually sci-fi zombies that are a result of a virus or a pathogen or some kind of science accident. And we have to accept the fact that this is just bound to happen. I... I agree. We we just have to understand that, honestly, the universe has given us this COVID pandemic as a as kind of a soft entry into yeah what what it's going to be like whenever we actually have the zombie apocalypse. Right. So 
Everyone needs to get their shit together. Here's here's the assessment on how it's going. We're fucking failing. <laughs> We're failing. We're not going to live through the zombie apocalypse if the COVID pandemic is any indication. <laughs> right. And, I mean, tell me why I just bought a house without a basement even. I'm fucked. Y- yeah, you're going to have to come here. Yeah, if I'm at my house, I'm dead. Yeah. Or going to be undead. You're going to be undead. Would you take care of me, though, if I turned into a zombie? Like, keep me, like, chained up somewhere? Hmm. Like, um, what's that one movie? Shaun of the Dead? Oh, yeah. I love Shaun of the Dead. And they, like, played video games together. Yeah. Like, we could still podcast. I wouldn't be able to read anything, but... Yeah. I could just, like, grumble. I would have to get you, like, one of those clear plexiglass boxes to put you in because I feel like April and Artie might get a little close. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't want them like taking a hand or anything. Yeah. So. Can you put it on wheels though to like yeah. take me to different rooms? Yeah. We'll wheel you around. Perfect. I'm glad we covered that. <laughs> you have to get the particulars out of the way before it happens. Right. It's we like have to have plans in place. It's like having a will. You just have to do it. In order to be prepared. Because you just never know. Yeah. And I mean, as long as you, I don't know, try to figure out a way to where, like, I'm not just all the time decomposing, mm-hmm. that would be cool. Put me in, like, a scuba suit or something. <laughs> uh, we can, like, put you in some sort of cry- cryogenic yes. capsule. You should ro- watch Rick and Morty to get some ideas. Is that what they do? Uh, pretty much. Okay, cool. We'll figure it out. I will consult the cartoons for information on how to take care of you when you're a zombie. Wonderful. Okay. So now we're going to talk about the etymology of the word zombie. Now, etymology is basically just the word's origin. Yes. So the English word zombie, with the I-E, was first recorded in 1819 in a history of Brazil by the poet Robert Southey. And it was also written without the E, so just Z-O-M-B-I, as if that matters. The Oxford English Dictionary gives the word's origins as West African and compares it to Congo terms nzambi, which is N-Z-A-M-B-I, which means God, and zumbi, Z-U-M-B-I, or n Zumbi, which means fetish. So, yeah. God fetish. God fetish. This makes sense. Yeah. Some authors also compare it to the Congo word vumbi, V-U-M-B-I, which is ghost, revenant, or corpse that still retains the soul, clearly, and nvumbi, which is N-V-U-M-B-I, which is body without a soul. Body without a soul sounds more like a zombie than corpse that retains its soul. Yeah. I feel like the core of a zombie does not have a soul, and that's kind of the point. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So a Kimbundu to Portuguese dictionary from 1903 defines the related word nzumbi as soul, while a later Kimbundu to Portuguese dictionary defines it as being a spirit that is supposed to wander the earth to torment the living. Perfect. 
one of the first books to expose Western culture to the concept of the voodoo zombie was W.B. Seabrook's The Magic Island, which was published in 1929. The account of a narrator who encounters voodoo cults in Haiti and their resurrected thralls. So the whole idea of the zombie really originated from West African culture and Congo culture, which is pretty interesting. That is interesting. I literally had no idea. I also did not know that until I was researching for this episode. I doubt anyone knows that. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. And it's like a huge part of pop culture that nobody realizes came directly from from Africa. Yeah. That's badass. Thanks, Africa. This is like literally my favorite horror genre is zombies. So... Hell yeah. We are going to get into how the legend of zombies began. So zombies are featured widely in Haitian rule. God, I hate saying that word. Rule. The worst. (laughs) Folklore as dead persons physically revived by the act of necromancy of a bokor, which is a sorcerer or a witch. The bokor is oppressed by the hoongin, which is a priest, And the mambo, which is a priestess, of the formal voodoo religion. A zombie remains under the control of a bokor as a personal slave, having no will of its own. Um, That's wild to me. That's super wild. See, I could could be your personal slave as a zombie. Mm. You just have to train me. Like, little things. Yeah. Load the dishwasher. Sure. Don't eat the dog. (laughs) Let the dogs out. Don't eat them. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so a Central or West African origin for the Haitian zombie has been postulated based on two different etymologies in the Congo language, and it's the zombie and zombie, which means God and fetish, respectively. So this root helps form the names of several deities, including the Congo creator deity, Nzambi, which is N-Z-A-M-B-I, uh, Mpungo. I feel like you do pronounce a little bit of the N and the M at the beginning of these words. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And the Louisiana serpent deity, Le Grand Zombie, a local version of the Haitian Dumbala. But it is, in fact, a generic word for divine spirit. The common African conception of beings under these names is more similar to the incorporeal zombie astral, as in the Congo Nkisi spirits. So the Nzambi and Zumbi are more incorporeal. So kind of a spirit, I guess. Yeah. The idea of physical zombie-like creatures is present in some South African cultures, where they are called Zidachini in Sotho Tsonga and Maduxwini in Venda. In some communities, it is believed that a dead person can be zombified by a small child. Oh. And it is said that the spell can be broken by a powerful enough Sangoma. Children out here. Those kids, dude. I'm telling you. It is also believed in some areas of South Africa that witches can zombify a person by killing and possessing the victim's body in order to force it into slave labor. 
Damn, that's horrifying. After rail lines were built to transport migrant workers, stories emerged about witch trains. I'm I'm into witch trains. I love that. Um, These trains appeared to be ordinary, but were staffed by zombified workers controlled by a witch. Mm. The trains would abduct a person boarding at night, and the person would then either be zombified or beaten and thrown from the train a distance away from the original location. How they picked which ones they zombified and then just offed. Maybe there was like a quiz. There probably was. Yeah. A riddle to answer. Ooh, a riddle. Yeah, there was definitely a riddle. So while these origins of the zombie are very interesting, and we personally find them gripping to learn about, we're now going to turn our attention to the mo- how the modern zombie started. The modern zombie, the science fiction, non-magic zombie. Right. Because, I mean, with all the different types, not that there's a whole bunch of different types, but there are, like, different variations of zombies you see through, like, movies and TV shows are all, it's the same concept. Yeah. 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 So, the version of the zombie that is most familiar to what we know as the zombie, the non-magical being, came to pop culture in the latter part of the 20th century and is drawn from a George A. Romero film... Night of the Living Dead, which came out in 1968. Fun fact, Dakota and I watched this last night. I've not seen it. It's, it, okay, so we watched the version in color. I am going to go ahead and suggest to watch it in black and white. Because the color, I mean, the color does make it really, really creepy. Yeah. The way that they, like, add color to black and white movies is creepy. Yeah. Especially, like, the eyeballs. Oh, yeah, I bet. It's, it's real creepy. Just over the top. Yeah. But it, I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but obviously it, it's cheesy. It's, it's cheesy. It's 1968. The Obviously, the zo- they don't call them zombies either. They call them ghouls. Mm-hmm. Like that's... The... <laughs> ghouls. That's not... I mean, ghouls? That's ghouls. different to me. Yeah. I but know. it's the ghouls of the movie are like zombies right you know, they're eating people right so, yeah what you expect a zombie to do yes right yes but you can tell that like the makeup and how they made the zombies in night of the living dead look is just not what you think of like they still look like people who maybe just didn't sleep enough last night well i mean <laughs> there are some mornings that i walk into my bathroom I mean... and if you would just throw some dirt and blood on me, I could probably pass as a Walking Dead extra. I mean, you, yeah, it happens to the best of us. That's but. There was one year Caden wanted to be a zombie for Halloween, and I was so fucking stoked because it was the easiest thing ever to do. Yeah. Loved it. Did you just, like, paint his skin gray and, like, put, like... Well, I got, I went to the thrift store, got him, like, a hoodie and some jeans that didn't really fit him, ripped those up, stained them up. Yeah. Um... And, of course, I put, like, smudges on his face. But I did try, like, a little, um, like, Halloween makeup hack where you take, like, toilet paper and make it into, like, a ball and, like, put a hole in it. And then, like, you put it on the face Mm -hmm. and then cover it with makeup and then it looks like a wound. Wound. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, it wasn't super great, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. I even had, like, a stocking cap that had a hole in it, and I, like, pulled some of his long hair out of it. Yeah. He was fucking adorable. Aw. See, if I ever have a human child, 
yes. I will would want to dress them up scary for Halloween. Caden has most of the time been, well, not scary, scary. Like, he's been um, a zombie. He was Beetlejuice one year. I love Beetlejuice. Um, he was Chucky when he was, like, two. Overalls and all. Yeah, my nephew he had, was like, Chucky. The, he had blonde hair, but it was curly. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Jameson, he was a werewolf one year. It was very cute. Yeah. And <sighs> Halloween's almost here. I'm excited. I know. My nephew, Owen, was Chucky. Yeah. His first Halloween, I think. No, not his first. His second Halloween. I just really love taking clothes and, like, putting fake blood on them. Yeah. I mean, what what's more fun? I, I'm not sure, really. I seriously don't know. <laughs> so, Night of the Living Dead. George A. Romero, who did the movie. He actually took inspiration for Night of the Living Dead from the Richard Matheson novel, I Am Legend, which we have all seen the film with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a debate here about... The creatures in I Am Legend and what they actually are. All I'm saying is you and I are fucked if we get zombies and they are I Am Legend zombies and not Walking Dead zombies. Yeah. Like, you have bad knees. I do. I would maybe be able to run fast for, like, 50 yards and then dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I'm I'm not good at running because of my knees. Uh... So that is a real problem. Here is where we would have to work smarter and not harder. So, like... Bicycles. Mopeds. <laughs> um, Segways. Stay out of the city. <laughs> Only go out in the sun. Because these right. zombies can't be in the sun. So I'm going to have to learn to love the sun. Yeah. Well, we hate the sun. I know. So... And I am actually kind of allergic to the sun are we zombies i might be borderline zombies because yeah well seeing that some people call the i am legend ones vampires no i don't like that vampires don't eat you they suck your blood i I reject reject the vampire i they're zombies to me it's a virus you get infected from bites which i know that happens from vampires but vampires still retain yeah they still live like normal people yeah yeah they just Drink blood. That's right. And have sharp teeth. Exactly. And can turn into bats. Yes, people. At least my favorite idea of a vampire. We're getting off track. We're we're getting off track. Uh, the I Am Legend creatures are zombies and I'll hear nothing else about it. Yes. Um, If you disagree, please don't tell us. Yeah, because you know what? We don't care. It's not going to change our minds because that's how arguments work these days. No one changes their mind or hears anyone out. And that's just the way it is. Especially about I Am Legend zombies being fucking vampires. I mean, this is a hot button issue. Get out of here. Yeah. Don't ever talk to us again. I don't know why this isn't the debate that's on the news right now. I just don't understand that either. I mean, this is an argument I can get behind. There's no argument, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course. We are correct. Right. So. Duh. (laughs) <laughs> like, if you think I Am Legend zombies are vampires, don't even watch the movie, because that's disrespectful to Will Smith. It really is. It like, really is. Who do you think you are? What are you... What movie are you watching? Yeah, what movie are you watching to compare I Am Legend zombies to vampires? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Get get all the way out of here. Move on with your life. 
For fuck's sake. (laughs) George Romero took inspiration from I Am Legend, the novel. He, there's also a lot of inspiration taken for zombie culture from the novel Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Yeah. Um, great novel. Love it. Um, people often get confused about, fr- uh, the monster of Frankenstein and they call it Frankenstein. People, let's get this correct. This is going to be your lit lesson of the week. Frankenstein refers to Dr. Victor Frankenstein, who creates the monster. The monster yes. doesn't get a name. Right. It's just Frankenstein's monster. Even I know that, and I've read the book one time. Yes. So can we please just refer to him by his proper name, Frankenstein's monster? Yes. Um, he's created when Dr. Frankenstein gets all these different body parts, sews them together, and tries to put life back into this body. He wants to create the perfect human specimen, and it turns out to be horrible. Mm-hmm. So the reanimation of these dead parts is also some inspiration for the zombie. Um, I get it. You know, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of gnashing of teeth in that, in that novel. Mm. He, he had a fever, and he was gnashing of teeth. I read that, like, my sophomore year in high school so it's not very fresh for me yeah i'm actually going to be rereading it this semester i'm taking romantic lit so perfect end of the 1700s through mid to late 1800s the romantic period in literature so yeah i will be rereading frankenstein so of course the term zombie wasn't used and i have the living dead as we've already said they called them ghouls which I don't like. I don't like it, but it did make me laugh. <laughs> Ghouls. What a ghoul. <laughs> a ghoul to me is like a like a type of ghost. Huh. Not, I've never not a put... type of ghost, but like a paranormal thing. More of like a spirit kind of not physical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've never put any thought into what a ghoul is. If I'm being honest, just like when I think ghoul, I also think of like poltergeist. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Well, and in, in, if we think about this in Harry Potter terms, um, there's a ghoul in the attic of the Weasley's house and it's like a physical ghoul, but I think it's more of like a kind of like an animal like creature. Okay. Yeah. And a little like. Slimy and gross. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. uh, there's like a an old kids movie I'm thinking about. Um, with not, ghouls, I feel like it's a ghoul. I don't know. Oh my god, people! Can you tell us what a ghoul is? I'm gonna Google it right now. No, I need an H. Ghoul, a demon-like being or monstrous humanoid originating in pre-Islamic. Arabian religion associated with graveyards. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, the ghoul looks like a monster. All right. Drink. I feel like a ghoul can take, like, different forms. Yeah. This says abilities, drinks blood, eats the dead, preys on young children, seduces humans. Who's getting seduced by this this guy? I mean... Absolutely not. I've heard stories. Shapeshifts and steals coins. <laughs> These are all the things I want to do. (laughs) Steals coins. 
<laughs> I like that they put that in there. <laughs> like, after all this horrible shit, he eats people, but he also steals coins. He's just eating you to get to your fucking pennies. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um. Anyway, whatever. So the zombie genre, ha- it got a surge, so to speak, with Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and obviously... Um, anyone who's seen the music video for Thriller, it's all zombies in there. Um, so that's like late 70s, early 80s. We're seeing a lot of zombies happening. Yeah. And Dawn of the Dead, honestly, one of the very best zombie films that exists out there. Hands yes. down. Yep. The remake is also excellent. Um, but apparently toward the late 80s and the early 90s, people were not interested in zombies anymore. So there weren't like... There weren't things coming out. We didn't have a lot of zombie films from that era. Right. So, people are lame. They were too busy, like, on the internet at that point. They were too busy snorting lines of coke, right? That's the, yeah. what the 80s were for. Snorting coke and checking their AOL inbox. That's, that, what, that's, that's what I feel like the 90s. 90s. Yeah, I'm, I'm focusing more on 90s, not 80s. Yeah. Um, so. AOL. <laughs> So when I ask for people's email addresses at work and they tell me things like AOL, I'm like, that's still a website? <laughs> I'm confused. I, ha- I have an old AOL account, but it's my burner email. Like, it's the one I give out to people. Like Bath and Body Works. Yes. Yeah. So you may be wondering um, when zombies resurged in popularity. And yeah. we're going to tell you. We're going to tell you about it. We just don't really know why they fell out of favor with, like, the cinematic audience in the first place. But whatever. I mean, whatever. We're glad they came back. Um, But we do have video games to thank for all the amazing undead content that now exists. Games like Resident Evil and The House of the Dead in the late 90s kind of like completely changed the zombie scene yeah they created more action-packed scenarios with more science fiction elements and they even introduced the fast running zombie to make the adrenaline rush of life and death even more intoxicating (laughs) which we are not fans of (laughs) these games were initially followed by a wave of low-budget asian zombie films such as the zombie comedy zombie comedy That's a weird one to say. Don't like that. Uh, Bio Zombie in 1998. I feel like I need to watch this movie. It it could be a banger. I I feel like if you're going to watch a low budget film, why not make it a zombie film? And why not call it Bio Zombie? That's right. Um, An action film versus in Hmm. 2000. Never heard of that. And then a new wave of popular Western zombie films in the early 2000s. Including the films with the fast fucking running zombies, such as 28 Days Later, which came out in 02. I can't believe that is a 2002 film. That's crazy. That's it's literally almost 20 years ago. One of my very favorites. And it's, it's British, which I think maybe why I like it more. That's been so long since I've seen that movie. I always, I watch 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later every single Halloween. This is what we should do. Between now and Halloween... Watch as many zombie films as we possibly can. Hell yeah. Including Biodome. Bi- Bio I mean, Zombie. Well, Bio we can Dome watch Biodome also. too. Bio Zombie. <laughs> I love Biodome. And then there was Resident Evil and House of the Dead films, 
And in 2004, <laughs> Dawn of the Dead remake... Shaun of the Dead, which is a British zombie comedy, which is fucking gold each it's, time. It's so good. It's that's why I love the shed in my backyard. Like I just picture like chilling in there with my zombie friend playing video games. Right. Exactly. That may not be the direction people think I should take with my new shed. Um, it's very large in there though. We could really do some cool shit with it. I have to sneeze. Bless you. <coughs> Ugh. Okay. It's the vid. I'm infected. Oh, fuck. Here we go. I'm <laughs> glad we're getting this episode out of the way. Okay, so the zombie apocalypse concept in which the civilized world is brought low by a global zombie infestation mm-hmm. has since become a staple of modern popular art seen in such media as the Walking Dead franchise. Of course. The best. And you know... I don't know if it's something, like, in our DNA or in the way that the brain works, but why are we so obsessed with the possibility of a zombie apocalypse? What is it? I have had this conversation with Dakota a lot, and it's uh, obviously the zombie apocalypse is the most exciting idea out there, but, I mean dystopia just as an idea whether it's zombies or you know any number of things that could change the way that we currently live entirely is a is huge like dystopian literature is huge it's my favorite genre yeah why i don't know it's i don't I, want the world to be that way but I, my thought process is that it's, now I know this it might be a controversial statement, but it's so easy to be alive now. Yeah, that's true. And like, at our core, we're like, still have some of that mentality of survival. Yeah. And we can't like... We're not out here fighting for our lives. We could sign up for, like, Naked and Afraid or something. (laughs) God. Uh, Obviously, I realize that there are parts of this world where people literally are fighting for their lives. Right. Obviously, that is not what we're saying. But generally speaking, especially in Western culture, we don't have to try that hard to get food. Yeah. It's just kind of there. There's not. We're not running from animals. Yeah, we're, we're not, not worrying like, about like being prey to some larger predator. Yeah, we're not facing the elements. We're not building shelters. We're, yes, we, we're not doing any of those things unless it's a hobby. Yeah, the odds of dying of exposure now is very slim. Right. So, since we are not facing any dire straits. The idea of needing to be out there, how would I, would I survive? How would I react? You know, like, you never know how you're going to react in a, in a situation where you have to not, you have to be, like, actually be brave and have, actually, like, 
Yeah, you have to actively be trying to stay alive. Yeah. We don't do that. Yeah. Are you going to clam up and just get eaten without even moving? Are you going to, like, fight? Or are you going to be... Are you smart? Would you be able to figure this out? How would you fare? I mean, that's why there are quizzes online. How long would you last in zombie apocalypse? Yeah, that's a tough question. Um, If I was on my own, definitely no more than, like, six minutes. Yeah. I have... (laughs) regularly said that I'm going out in the first wave. Yeah, I would prefer it if... Honestly, I would prefer it. Unless we just had some, like, kick-ass setup. But that's not going to happen because we're not prepared for a zombie apocalypse. No, we we really aren't. Like, right now, I'm wearing flip-flops. I'm wearing slides. This is ridiculous because it could happen literally right now. Literally right now. What would we do? I don't know. I have a lot of candles in this house. We could light some shit on fire. At least the dogs are inside. That's right. The dogs are inside. But Binks and Freya are at home alone. I feel like cats. They'd be fine. They they would survive. April and Artie would be like, are, are we cool? Is this a friend? Mom, what's happening? Yeah. Should yeah. I? I don't know. So, and it also really depends on what zombies you have. Are they going to try and get in houses? Or are they going to ignore houses until there's noise in there, and then their attention is drawn? Yeah. You you have to know what zombies you're facing. These are things you don't know until you're... Until it's too late. Yeah. Until you're about to get fucking eaten. Yeah. Artie would fucking ruin it for us. He would see him out there and start barking at them. Like, yeah, Artie, no. You're not going to scare them. You're going to draw them. Oh, fuck. We're fucked. We're totally fucked. I know that everyone has speculated about this, and we are here to tell you that it is true. The CDC does have a zombie preparedness protocol. It's real, people. The CDC is out here trying to help you prepare. Yeah, I mean, go to their fucking website. Go to their website. They have a blog about it. Just go. Just go there. Google it. It'll be in our sources. Visit the website. It's very nice. So, on May 18th, 2011, the CDC published a graphic novel. And it's titled Preparedness 101, Zombie Apocalypse. They were looking to provide tips on how to survive a zombie invasion. And also as, quote, a fun new way of teaching the importance of emergency preparedness. Yeah, that's fun. That's great. Also, I'm sure no one listened, clearly, Mm -hmm. as we talked about at the top of this, COVID-19 has really exposed all of us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're not good preppers. No. Okay, so the CDC summarized, obviously, the cultural references, blah, 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 and it used these zombie ideas to kind of really drive home the idea of you should have extra food and water and medical supplies in preparation for any potential disaster, whether it's zombies or something a little more regular, like hurricanes or tornadoes. Yeah, it's that's pretty regular. It has floods on here, but if your house floods, your medical supplies are going to be ruined. Yeah. You're... you're your food's probably going to be ruined unless it's canned. 
So just keep that shit in a raft. Just inflate it at all times. Yes. Keep it in a waterproof raft cube. Yeah. So it will float so you can find it and it won't get wet and destroyed. In 2011, the U.S. Department of Defense drafted Con Plan 8888. Okay. Which is a training exercise detailing a strategy to defend against a zombie attack. Mm. Amazing. The CDC website also has a blog dedicated to zombie apocalypse prep. And um, you can go on there literally right now and look at that. It's not like super extensive, but it's there. Yeah. It literally exists. And just the fact that it exists makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously we're going to be posting that in our sources. So yes. you can look at it. Yes. Um, one blog post is titled Better Safe Than Sorry. And it lists some things that you can do to make sure that you aren't caught completely off guard in the event of a zombie apocalypse. And that there are hordes devastating um, society as we know it. Hmm. And uh, the list is as follows. So what do you need to do before zombies or hurricanes or pandemics, for example? First of all, you should obviously have an emergency kit in your house. Mm. This includes things like water, food, and other supplies to get you through the first couple of days before you can locate to a zombie-free zone, refugee camp. I'm sorry. I'm not going to a fucking refugee camp. We all have seen how that plays out. It never works out. No, absolutely not. But in the event of a natural disaster, it will buy you some time until you're able to make your way to, like, an evacuation shelter or, you know, power and stuff like that is restored. But I'm going to list off a few items that you should keep in your kit. And for a full list, please visit the CDC emergency page. Mm. Um, Water, obviously. Duh. If you are out here living life and not drinking water right now... What the fuck is wrong with you? And let me speak to your liver because yeah. he's probably in bad shape. Um, I don't really know how much you can be carrying around in an emergency kit, but it's, it is suggested one gallon per person per day. Right. I I at least put down two gallons of water a day. Yeah. A, yeah. One and a half at least. I probably drink one gallon yeah. a day. You, everyone needs to be doing this. Yeah. Um, food. Duh. Non-perishable shit. Medications. So this includes any prescription medication you have and also non-prescription medication. I know for a fact we're going to need that headache medicine. Yeah. Um, at any given point, I usually have ibuprofen, Excedrin, and Tylenol. Yeah. These are the three headache staples because they all serve a different purpose. Right. So. We need that shit. I would have to go straight I'm going to have – this is what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to start every single week stopping at the drugstore and getting a bottle of each and just storing them. Yeah, absolutely. (sighs) Yeah. Um, Next would be tools and supplies. So your utility knife, duct tape, battery-powered radio. But don't start with these because this could be mistaken for a murder kit. Yeah. Which, you know – we don't want that to happen. Yeah, we, we don't want you to have to be investigated because you're carrying around a duffel with a utility knife and duct tape. Right. If you if you already have a duffel with these items, go ahead and throw in some cans of corn. Yeah. Um, Put in cans of corn and like... Like a blanket. 
No. No. No, not a blanket. A change of... No. Um, Your phone charger. No, there's not going to be any power. um, What can make this normal? What else can make this normal? Tums? No. Probably not. (laughs) Coffee. Coffee. Yeah. Yes. Coffee. Um, A book. A book. Hand soap. Yes. Okay, yeah. All right. We just want to get you guys off on the right foot. Yeah. Um, Also, you need to think about sanitation and hygiene. So, bleach... Especially if it's we're if we're talking zombies, because you you don't want to get their blood in your system, because right. then you're a zombie, right? So, um, so soap. I mean, put a fucking toothbrush in there. Yeah, toothbrush, people. I need you to be brushing your teeth even during a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, if the world is ending, you still need to practice dental hygiene. Yes, it's very important. Clothing and bedding. So a change of clothes for each family member, and of course blankets. Yes. Now, obviously, first aid supplies, anything you can think of. Right. If you're an adult, you you know what you need in case of an emergency when it yeah. comes to a medical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this last item, I don't know how important this would be in the event that, like, literally society was collapsing. But if you can think of it... Um, Pack important documents like your driver's license, mm-hmm. a passport, a birth certificate, whatever you have, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be more concerned about coffee than my driver's license, but that's just me. Right. Because um, I'm not trying to check into a refugee camp. Yeah, especially, yeah, we, yeah. That never works out. Never. Never. Don't go there. Well, you know what? Go ahead and go there. If you feel like that's the best choice for your family. <laughs> right. We will not see you there. We're not going to go. No. We're going to do our own thing. Absolutely. So, you know, hopefully that will work out for us. But, you know, we never know. Um, okay. So now that you've made your kit and it's full of all of those things, I feel like as a collective, all of those items together, you're going to not look like you are carrying a murder kit. No, because at this point, you have an entire truckload of things. Yeah, at this point, you have a shitload of items and who, you know, no one needs all of that shit. You don't need a first aid kit when you're committing murder. No. Because you're not trying to heal them. If you're really, like, prepping like this, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to go ahead and just buy a zombie vehicle. Yeah, and you're probably going to also have a bunker somewhere. You've dug a hole and created a bunker. Yeah, there was a bunker for sale here a while back. Um, I sent it to my brother, tried to get him to buy it. It was pretty fucking cool. A prepper definitely created it. Yeah, it was like decorated like all medieval. Well, that makes me a little suspicious. It had like a communications tower and everything. It was like an hour, like, north of here, I think. <laughs> was there someone dead in it? Because <laughs> that sounds like maybe there should have been. Okay. So once you have your kit, you should now sit down with your family and create an emergency plan. Now, this includes where you should go and who you should call if zombies just start popping up outside your house. Obviously, you can also implement this plan if there's, like, a flood or whatever. So, first, you're going to identify the possible scenarios. Number one, zombie apocalypse. 
this is what we're really prepping for. Yeah, I mean, fuck a hurricane. Hurricane. And don't even start with the tornado prepping. Yeah. That's you, ridiculous. You don't really need to tornado prep because, you know what, the tornado is an event that lasts a a couple minutes. Yeah, and of course there have been devastating tornado situations, but very rarely. A tornado that is going to devastate an entire area is very rare. We live in the Midwest, people. We know tornadoes. Yeah. We have both seen them in person. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really not that deep, honestly. It's just another day. It's just another afternoon. Like, the only thing I really do to prepare for, like, a tornado, if we're in a warning or whatever, is, like, charge my phone. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to be bored in the basement. Yeah, there's not really a lot you're going to have to do to tornado prep, honestly. I mean, we usually just, like, watch it happen. Yeah, just out just the front door. Out here hanging out. Everybody else is standing at the end of their driveways, too. Like, well, there it is. Yeah, and really the only reason I'm in my basement when that happens is because of my kids. Yeah. See, I did... See, I guess it was not this past tornado season, but... 2020 tornado season there was one event where I took the dogs down to the basement if I didn't have dogs then I wouldn't probably have gone to the basement Yeah, but I don't want my dogs to get hurt of course so we're in the basement anyway if you are unsure about what events you need to prepare for you can always contact the Red Cross obviously they're going to be able to tell you also google so you'll want to pick a meeting place for your family to regroup in case you're forced out of your home. Right. So obviously, if they breach your home, you got to run away. Yeah. Don't waste time trying to grab your emergency kit either. No. So I think at this, this is where we're going to have to say you need to prepare your whole house in the event that you get to stay there. But you also need a portable kit. Yeah. Because you're probably going to have to run at some point, and you can't just be taking, uh, you know, 20 gallons of water. That's why I'm saying. Just buy a whole separate vehicle that's just ready to go. Yeah. So your portable kit is a vehicle, and you got to get in it. So you probably also need a gas can. Yes. You need gas. Yes. And you also need to teach yourself how to siphon gas, because... People are going to abandon their cars. Zombies don't need cars. Teach yourself how to siphon. I know how to siphon gas. Yeah. Um, it's not pleasant, but you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do it and so, just get over yourself. Just, yeah, get over yourself. Carry a pack of gum with you. It is going to taste bad. Um, but anyway, pick a place where you're all going to meet in the event that you're forced from your home. That way you can meet there. Anyone who survives... <laughs> can regroup together and figure out what you're going to do. And then you can identify emergency contacts if you know people in a different town, in a different state, who are you going to contact first? Are you going to drive there? Or what are you going to do um, if phones are working? Oof. They probably won't be, so this probably isn't going to apply. And plan your evacuation route. You definitely want to have an evac route so when the zombies are coming in, you can just circumvent them and get out of your house without them knowing. Right. 
So you need to plan your exit route so that everyone in the family knows the exit route and you can all escape. Yeah. Because, I mean, you don't want to get eaten in your own house. No. You know, you just... You really don't. That would... That's just not how you want to go out. Unless you're, like, jumping in front of the zombie to save, like, your kid. Yes, exactly. Then, you know, you get... You get to be, like, knighted or something. Right. So the coolest thing here is that you can even join the CDZ. (laughs) I almost just joked. (laughs) You can even join the CDC Zombie Task Force. Um, The CDC Foundation, a nonprofit partner of CDC, is offering... Zombie Task Force t-shirts. Hey! (laughs) And all proceeds go to benefit disaster relief efforts and other important health programs. So get yours while they're fucking hot. Um, This is listed in the CDC blog, so we don't really know if this is still a thing because that blog came out a while ago. Yeah, the the blog is pretty old, so I don't know if they just keep a stack of these shirts on hand. Yeah, I mean, no one bought one, so it's fine. I mean, but give it a shot, you know. You never know. You never know. There's actually academic studies on zombies. (laughs) And we are thrilled to tell you about them. Because of course there is. Why wouldn't there be? Of course. If you're a grad student, why not write a paper on this? I just don't don't know why. Um, Researchers have used theoretical zombie infections to test epidemiology modeling. One study found that all humans end up turned or dead. Great. These are great fucking odds. That's a bleak-ass outlook. Yeah, yeah. This is because the main epidemiological risk of zombies, besides the difficulties of neutralizing them, is that their population just keeps increasing. Mm. So generations of humans merely surviving still have a tendency to feed zombie populations, resulting in gross outnumbering. Which is what we see in every single zombie film that exists. Yes. The researchers explain that their methods of modeling may be applicable to the spread of political views or diseases with dormant infection. Mm. Yeah. Damn. Yes. Neuroscientists Bradney Wojtek and Timothy Verstian have built a side career in extrapolating how ideas in neuroscience would theoretically apply to zombie brains. Their work has been featured in Forbes magazine, New York magazine, and other publications. Great. Adam Chartero of the Sandra Day O'Connor College of Law at Arizona State University investigated the estate and income tax implications of a zombie apocalypse under United States federal and state tax codes. I mean, I don't know who wouldn't be worried about the effect zombies would have on their taxes. Right. I mean, that's number one priority for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of academics, we're going to look at the math. So a Canadian mathematics graduate student actually did a study on the math of a hypothetical zombie apocalypse. Now, it is called When Zombies Attack, a mathematical modeling of an outbreak of zombie infection. And it was published in a book on infectious disease. 
And this book is called The Infectious Disease Modeling Research Progress. And it sounds amazing, and maybe I'll buy it. I don't know. So essentially what it boils down to is this. The math shows that in the event that a virus were to cause a wave of the undead, the only solution is to act fast. Uh, duh. duh. Mm -hmm. But what is fast? You know? Yeah. Um, so according to the equation that they used in their model, which focused on modern zombies, not folklore zombies, if an infection broke out in a city of 500,000 people, the zombies would outnumber the humans in three days. God damn. Whoa. That's... That's fast as fuck. That is almost immediately. <laughs> that literally is almost immediately. Um, please do not ask me what the equation is because I don't know how to read it. Um, but what I do know is that these are the letters that are in the equation. S is for susceptibles, a.k.a. humans. Z is obviously for zombies. And R is for removed. Don't know what they're removing. Uh, us. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I think essentially what the equation is doing is calculating the rate of disease spread. So that's basically the R naught of the virus. Right. Which I think most of us are probably familiar with the term R naught because we've been hearing it a lot lately with COVID-19. Um, and this is basically how many people one infected person could potentially infect. So the R naught is basically so for COVID-19, it's said to be around five. The R naught for COVID is five. So for every one person who has COVID, they will infect five people. And then each of those people will in turn infect five people. So so on and so forth. Right. If the people will be outnumbered in three days in a population of 500,000. Mm -hmm. The R naught of this has to be ridiculous. Absolutely insane. Just pure insanity. The three days really got me. Yeah. I was like, what? Why even Three try? days? Why even try? Yeah. Just hang out and be like, well, I guess we'll let them in now. Just fucking Netflix and chill until the internet stops working. That's right. Excuse me, zombie. I got to finish my coffee and then I'll be out. It's fine. <laughs> like, I'll just, you can just have me. Yeah. Just please let me finish this. Or I guess in like 28 days later, whenever, you know, he wakes up in the hospital, right? And he has no idea what the fuck is happening. And he gets to his house and his parents are just laying in their beds. Yeah. Dead. And they had like overdosed on mm -hmm. drugs and just like took their own life. I think maybe I might go that route. I'm not. I think I might. I don't know. I don't I don't know, but I mean I don't want to be like slowly eaten from my legs up either. No. I would much rather just take a bunch of heroin. That sounds horrible. Don't make me laugh. I have to pee really bad. I'm so sorry. Um yeah, I I I'm weighing the pros and cons of either getting eaten or just taking a bunch of medication. But I mean, what if Ugh. what if you could well, I mean, what if you could survive it, though? The math is not in our favor, though. But what if we had the tools to survive it? 
I don't know. This sounds like a very large risk. I mean, okay, so we've already talked about this. First of all, we've been trying to buy our apocalypse clothes for years at this point. Yeah, look at us. We can't even buy our outfits. No. How are we going to survive? I just don't understand why I continue to get dressed daily. And the clothes I decide to put on are absolutely not acceptable for an apocalyptic situation. I'm not wearing a supportive bra at all. Same. I mean... Uh, There's no way I could wear this bra for the rest of my goddamn life. No. So... But we know we're going to mom's. There's, it's on a fucking hill. Does she have a bunker? Uh, No, but she has a silo. I don't think zombies could get up there. No, they they probably couldn't get in a silo. We can just like chill at the top of the silo. Yeah. And just like pop off zombies as they pop over the hill. Yeah. We'll just have to, you know. Yeah. We'll get it figured out. April and Artie will be there. Yeah. Everyone will be there. The rallying point. It is very close to my current house. Yes. <laughs> so It's like great. two minutes away. <laughs> yeah. So it's perfect. Oh, geez. <sighs> Anyways. Oh um, so, you know, really the, the thing we want you to take away from this is that life is short. Um, you never know how you're going to get taken out, but it could very well be a zombie. So just fucking... Just chill. Just live your life. Eat some cake. Watch a new movie. Um, do whatever the fuck you want. Because at the end of the day, you could die from zombies. So That's right. I mean, how are you going to feel if you just spent all this time eating keto, avoiding all the best foods, and then, all the, then zombies attack? What are you going to do? You're not going to survive. You no. haven't eaten carbs in three months. Yeah. You're fucked. You're going to fall out. We're fucked. But I mean, why have that last moment of regret when a zombie is about to like rip into your throat? Yeah. So go grab some sourdough bread and just get down on that shit. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So are we ready for impending doom? Yes and no. Yes and no. It is what it is. But, Uh, you know, just have fun while it lasts. Yeah, enjoy your life while it lasts. Um, we all know it's coming. It's either going to be aliens or zombies, and we are ready for neither. Yes, would so. much prefer the alien situation, if I'm being quite honest. Because as far as I know, know, they don't eat you. Right. And I think at this point, we can surmise that they really, they're for the most part, they want to leave us alone. Yeah. You know, so... I would also, I think I'm going to go with a prefer the alien invasion, but I'm still a little shaky about it. Yeah. Um, so to wrap up here, we're we're going to talk about our favorite zombie films. What's your favorite? Like movie? Yeah. Let's Shaun of movie. the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Okay. That's a solid choice. Yeah. Um, I am... At a toss up here between 28 Days Later and the Dawn of the Dead remake. Okay. And I'll tell you why. First of all, 28 Days Later is, is British. So that automatically gets a leg up. Right. But in Dawn of the Dead, the remake, there is a zombie baby in there. Yes, there is. So that, I 
mean, that's a pretty awesome element of that movie. So I would also put I Am Legend on my list. I Am Legend is very good. Although if it was not Will Smith would not be interested. Of course not. Yeah, it has to be Will Smith. Um, I have never been more devastated than whenever he had to kill his dog. No. I was... That was a low point in my life. I get it. So That's, that's why I don't watch that movie. Yeah, it's we watched it not that long ago. It's probably been like a year since I've seen it. Just yeah. skip straight through that part. Oh, uh, it's it's horrible, and I hate it every time. But the movie as a whole is is amazing. It is. So, uh, I just don't know. I think I might have to go twenty eight days later, just simply because it's got the fast zombies. World War Z. Oh, world! I do love Brad Pitt. We did not talk about World War Z at all, we and it didn't. is if you haven't seen it, there's a World War Z video game that mm-hmm. I've played, and it is wild. Is Brad Pitt in the video game? No. Oh. No. Um, it is absolutely fucking insane. I highly recommend anyone play it if you like zombies and shooter games. Um, it's stressful as fuck. But um, if you haven't seen World War Z, go watch it right now. World War Z is also a book. Yeah. Leave work. Abs- yeah, you don't need that shit. Go watch World War Z. Yes, please. Um, they, Those zombies are fast running as well they are very fast running yes very fast there's supposed to be a second one coming out we also didn't talk about zombie land what the fuck we have been remiss (laughs) we fucked this whole episode oh my god we have to redo it (laughs) zombie land one and two fucking gold okay so i don't have a favorite zombie movie yeah i just now uh, we've come to the point where we can't pick a favorite we take that shit back uh yeah, I you love take that shit back. See, that's the good thing about zombies is you can do like an actual horror film where it's serious and people are really running for their lives, and then you can come over here and you can watch Shaun of the Dead. You can watch Zombieland, and it's you still get the zombies, but yeah. it's fun. If there's gonna be a zombie apocalypse, I just want Woody Harrelson to be with me. Of course, and I what I love about Zombieland is like the rules. You like they always like pop up the yeah. rules. Yeah. Amazing. I Double tap. Every, Every one. Time. Every time. Every single time. So I think that's a good note to end on. It is. Um, and I'm about to Pin- piss in my pants. Yeah, Emily's about to make a real mess. Yeah. Um so. I I don't know why it hit me so hard. It's not like I drank my fucking Starbies. Yeah. Ugh, damn. I'm still so mad about that. Salty as fuck. Alright. So Let us know your favorite zombie films, the favorite thing about zombies. We would love to hear it. Also, Haley, Ariel, you're living through the apocalypse and I will not hear another word about it. (laughs) Um, And subscribe, share, do all the things and all the stuff. Do it. Just don't just. Why do we have to keep asking? Yeah. Seriously. Getting a little old. It's getting really old. I feel like a mom mothering their children just get it the fuck together all right so um stay alive yeah but still be kind yeah and stay weird yeah yeah okay goodbye bye